If you recall, I told your wool to keep your powder dry. Well, looks like that strategy is paying off because if you paid attention to what happened today and what broke on the news, you'll know that things with this election are not merely far from over. They're actually just beginning. Hello, everyone. I'm Jamie Dury for National Preview Online, and welcome to another National Preview Online podcast. If you'd like to subscribe to the show, which we encourage you to do, please go to the iTunes App Store and search for NP Online. You can subscribe that way. It's absolutely free. If you are an Android device user, simply go to the Google Play Store, download the Podbean app. Podbean.com is our hosting service for the podcast. Go there, download that app, and you can get a free account there, and you can subscribe that way. It's very easy to do. Uh, if you like the podcast and you want to see it continue, uh, the way you can help us expand the audience of the podcast, especially you iTunes users, uh, is go to the iTunes App Store and write us a review. You know, Give us a good review, make a few comments, and the more reviews the podcast gets, the more readily it shows up in the search results when people go to the iTunes App Store and search for conservative content. The same thing will happen in the Google Play Store. In the meantime, uh, let's get back to the news at hand. Well, I told you since the beginning that I thought there was obvious fraud in this election. Not only was there more than abundant anecdotal evidence to boggle the mind from a mathematical standpoint, but now we're getting the inklings of real evidence. There was a press conference today that went on for the better part of 90 minutes that featured uh, the president's attorney, Rudolph Giuliani, former U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York, former mayor of New York City, as well as former federal prosecutor Sidney Powell, who has famously defended General Michael Flynn, former national security advisor for the Trump administration, against these trumped-up, no pun intended, charges brought by uh, the FBI in an attempt to entrap the general. And she's been unbelievably successful there. She is a well-respected attorney. No one has ever said otherwise. And nothing she's ever asserted in any case has ever been challenged successfully. When she makes a statement, she can back it up. So it was with great um, interest that I watched and listened to this press conference this afternoon. Now, the mainstream media was there, and the mainstream media was called to task by one of the legal advisors uh, for the Trump team. Uh, so they got called out. But let me just point out something. You're going to see on websites like CNN, in fact, I've already seen it, where they're poo-pooing this and they're trying to uh, treat these people as lunatics. Oh, the Trump campaign made wild, unsubstantiated allegations. Uh, but that's not the case. That's not the case in any case. The legal advisor for the Trump team informed the people at the briefing that you can't view this as evidence per se because this is a press conference, this is a briefing. We have the evidence, we assure you of that. What we're trying to say is the way to look at what we're telling you today as to view it like the opening arguments in a criminal trial where each side presents what their version of the facts is and what they believe they can prove and what they intend to prove during the course of the trial. That's basically what happened today. They did lay out the evidence in large part, not all of it, some of it for security reasons they had to hold back, but they did lay out 
what they believe transpired, and they gave some idea as to how they're going to prove it, and they maintain they can prove it. Uh, and Sidney Powell got into this very heavily, and Rudy Giuliani quoted some very, very uh, incredible numbers. Hundreds of thousands of votes changed from one campaign to another, from one candidate to another. And he also brought up the incredible coincidence that you had six or seven separate democratically controlled states all unilaterally decide to stop counting. They all came to the same conclusion at the same time? Or is it part of a pre-designed plan? This got very, very interesting. Now, I have here some remarks transcribed by one of the news services of the um, press conference, just quoting from some things from Sidney Powell. Sidney Powell has asserted, with no ambiguity, that Donald Trump won in a landslide that night and saying that their legal team will prove it. Quote, we will not be intimidated. We are not going to back down. We are going to clean this mess up now. President Trump won by a landslide. We are going to prove it, and we are going to reclaim the United States of America for the people who vote for freedom. American patriots are fed up with the corruption from the local level to the highest level of our government. Powell, who added a transnational conspiracy involving the influence of communist money from countries including Cuba, Venezuela, and likely China, to overturn the presidential race via election software. Now, Aside from calling on the Department of Justice to launch a criminal investigation, they outline some very interesting things. One, they have someone who's come forward. This program, this company, Dominion Software, and these other companies, Smartmatic, which are all related to these companies, they keep coming up with different legal corporations to call the same thing by. Um, this software has been known to the United States um, intelligence agencies, the CIA, the NSA, and God knows who else, maybe the De Defense Intelligence Agency, the DIA. And they've used this to try and influence elections uh, in many areas, perhaps even within the United States, but definitely in foreign countries. And what should come as a shock to most people, uh, it isn't so much what the Trump campaign has asserted, although that is damning, uh, because that's stuff that's being asserted uh, is being poo-pooed by the mainstream media. Now, Fox News, I don't think, has just yet, but CNN, of course, has. But here's what's really interesting. You know what's not being disputed? Certain core facts, which in and of themselves don't prove anything, but in and of themselves prove something unspecified went very wrong. For instance, nobody is denying that Dominion software was used in 28 states in this election in the United States. Nobody is denying that Dominion is a foreign-owned company. Nobody is denying that Smartmatic software, which is a Venezuelan company, was used in the counting of votes. No one is denying that the server that these votes were counted on was located in Germany and was routed to places like Venezuela, Barcelona, Spain. Now, this simple set of facts should cause people to sober up slightly and say, hold it, hold it. 
Maybe we shouldn't be so quick to dismiss the Trump campaign's assertions. After all, what business does, do foreign corporations and foreign entities have in counting votes in a U.S. presidential election? They've got no business at all. No business at all. How can things be sent out to Venezuela to be counted here? Now, when you look at that and the fact that that's totally inappropriate and rife with corruption, and then you look deeper into this Dominion software themselves, you find out that big states like Texas refuse to use it because of the holes in it. Now, this whistleblower that Sidney Powell alluded to, she's a former, uh, he, he or she is a former employer, employee of the United States government that's intimately familiar with this software. And in the manuals that govern this software, they tell you how back doors are built in and how many of these entities, these servers in foreign lands, can watch votes cast in real time. Now, apparently, in addition to flooding the system with false votes, they can change the weight of the votes, meaning when they add it up by computer, they can adjust the algorithm so that every vote for Trump, let's say, counted as 75% of a vote. So he could get 100 votes, but only get credit for 75. And likewise, they could adjust the algorithm so that every vote for Biden could count as a vote in a quarter. So for every 100 votes, he would get 125, showing a big margin. They know that that is within the capability of this software. They also know that ballots, despite what the mainstream media is telling you, were dropped off in Detroit in excess of 100,000, every single one of them for Biden, and no other down-ballot races checked off. They've also identified coding on a number of these ballots, and they can show, because they were short on time, many of these ballots were fed into the machine hundreds and thousands of times. So there's a lot of, of irregularities here. They also have several counties where... They have 200% voting, meaning the total number of votes cast equals 200% of the amount of registered voters in that district. So we have people from out of state that were voting. There's just far too many things that are wrong uh, and far too many foreign entities involved as laid out by this legal team for anybody to just cavalierly dismiss this and say there's nothing to it. And then you have the other idiot, Biden, out there naming cabinet secretaries when not a single person has declared him as the president-elect. News agencies have, but not a single state has certified their election, and not a single elector from any state has cast their vote in favor of Joe Biden. Now, I don't claim to be a legal expert in terms of, I don't know what the remedy is going to be for this. There's no question, I think, that the the Trump administration, uh, through their legal team, is going to be able to prove that fraud on a massive scale that we never could have possibly envisioned in the United States of America took place in our 2020 election. I just don't know what we do about that. Are we told to do the election over again? Are we told to simply do a recount by eliminating certain votes that can be proven to have been false? And if the number uh, flips in Trump's favor, that that's the, he's becomes a declared winner and the electors declare their votes for him? Or does the Supreme Court, if it goes up that high, and it probably will, have it within its power to invalidate the entire presidential election and simply refer it back to Congress under the 12th Amendment where each state gets a vote according to their political power, uh, party that runs the state and uh, 
the Congress will choose the president and will have to choose President Trump because 38 of the 50 state um, state houses are controlled by the Republican Party because it isn't every representative in the House of Representatives that votes. Every state gets a single vote. And the Senate, which is still controlled by the senators, uh, the Republican senators would pick the vice president. So uh, I don't know what the remedy is going to be, but I can tell you I'm willing to put my money on Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani and President Trump as getting this election overturned, and I don't think we were going to see a Joe Biden presidency. I think that's, that's a pretty, pretty safe bet. Now, I'm just going to read a few more things here. Uh, let's see. In short, Smartmatic software, let's see if I can get it here. All right, let me go back to the whistleblower. Let's see. The whistleblower has also said that the software and fundamental design of the electronic electoral system and software of Dominion and other election tabulating companies relies upon software that is a descendant of the Smartmatic Electoral College Management System. In short, the Smartmatic software is in the DNA of every vote tabulating company's software and system. Okay? Now, Powell alleged that the Smartma at Smartmatic Dominion and others used technology on Election Day that was developed under Chavez's regime years ago to make sure he never lost an election. We all know Chavez died in 2013. Now, Dominion and Smartmatic have not responded to a request for comment. In fact, they're in the process of moving their offices, according to Sidney Powell. They had some joint offices that they shared with George Soros, despite the left-wing media telling you that there's no connection between Soros and these companies. Smartmatic has denied any ties to Dominion, while Dominion said that it has no company ownership relationships with the Pelosi family, Feinstein family, the Clinton Global Initiative, Smartmatic, Cytel, or any ties to Venezuela. Dominion bought assets from a subsidiary of Smartmatic three years after it was sold. Smartmatic wrote on its website that it does not have any ties to any governments or any political parties in any country. It has never been owned, funded, or backed by any government. Now, attorney Lynn Wood, in a separate lawsuit, filed uh, alleging al uh, election irregularities in Georgia, wrote that Smartmatic's statement that it has no ties with Dominion is a lie, adding that a fact-checking website that contained the company's statements are paid to publish propaganda. So this was done by a propaganda company that's denying. Now, Giuliani, during the course of this press conference, was challenged by someone in the media saying, well, the Secretary of State of Michigan denies everything you're saying, said everything, everything was above board. And I think Giuliani appropriately pointed out, what kind of credibility does the Secretary of State of a, of a given state have in a statement defending the integrity of their elections when he or she knowingly allowed an electronic voting system like this with so many foreign influences to be used to count votes and tabulate votes in their state? They have no credibility. By virtue of even allowing this thing, they're part and parcel to the problem and to the crime. In the city of Atlanta, Republicans were not allowed to watch the absentee mail-in ballot process. Inspections were completely cast aside. And we have numerous double voters. We have numerous out-of-state voters. And we have specific evidence of intimidation and changes of vote. 
That will all be in the lawsuit that comes out tomorrow, tomorrow, Rudy Giuliani said. Now, a number of secretaries in the states of Arizona, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Michigan, elsewhere, have said they've seen no evidence of voter fraud, but I just addressed that. What difference does it make if they say they've seen no evidence of voter fraud? Why would they say they've seen evidence of voter fraud? They're the people who, who had a substantial role in allowing this fraud-laced system to be used in their states. You don't see these statements being made by other secretaries of states because they have nothing that they have to defend because their elections were done correctly. In fact, all of the uh, mail-in ballots, which are a problematic to begin with, in states that did it correctly, like Florida, all of the mail-in ballots um, were counted in advance. So there was no chance to do anything. And as long as the counting wasn't halted and it kept going on, you knew that people had a much more limited ability to monkey with the system, besides which the system couldn't be monkeyed with in those states because they weren't using the Dominion voting system. So all of these things are extremely interesting. Now, I'm just giving you a few choice things from this, but this press conference is, is available in its entirety on YouTube, and I encourage you to see it. And if we get the opportunity, we're going to try and put up a link on National Preview Online and on our Facebook page so that you can click on it and you can see all these things and hear all these things for yourselves. But I'm telling you, and I've, I've never felt better about this than I did today after listening to this. It was presented in such a cogent fashion that you almost have to believe it. And uh, even if you're not a Republican, and I believe it, uh, because it's being presented by people who are of impeccable reputation. Sidney Powell's reputation is impeccable. She's got a long career as a former federal, federal prosecutor and a very highly respected defense attorney, and she is putting her professional reputation on the line. She has everything to lose and nothing to gain by doing this. She is not lacking for work. She doesn't need President Trump's legal fees. She's doing this as a patriot. So I'm telling you right now, there's plenty of time. Things are going to be heating up. And as these cases start going to court and this evidence starts getting presented, you're going to be seeing a lot of things happening. And that's why you're getting such pushback from these liberal sites. They're trying to say this is disgraceful, Trump, what he's doing. He's not doing anything. What Trump is doing is preserving the integrity of this country. Because let me tell you something right now. I'm going to tie this all into what's going on with COVID. This is bigger than just stealing an election. This is stealing an election for a purpose, my friends. They're trying to advance socialism in this country, and the COVID-19 virus has given them the perfect opportunity. Now, it hasn't given them the perfect opportunity to the extent that it is not in any way a virus as lethal as they're making it out to be that would justify some of the extreme measures they're taking in closing this country and crippling businesses. We have a virus that we now know has a survival rate of 99.5% in the general population. Anyone less than 70 has between 993 and 99.5% of the population. Children, school-age children, have a survival rate of 99.9% of the population. 99.99% survival rate. That's what we're talking about in children. Yet Governor Gasm Newsom, as reported last night on Tucker Carlson, has a state that has a population of 40 million people. Two children under the age of 18 
have contracted and died from the COVID-19 virus. And for that, Gavin Newsom is intending to shut down an entire state. The governor of the state of New York is looking to shut down this state again. The mayor of the city of New York, because our infection rate is approaching 3%, not in the schools, but in the city, has shut down the New York City school system. They're thinking about shutting down restaurants again. They've already put a curfew on them for 10 p.m. If they're successful in this, they are going to destroy the economy in this country, and they're doing this so they can keep you subsistent on the government. They can keep you dependent on the government. When they removed any way for you to make a living, they have screwed you over. They have finished you. You are done. You are subservient. You are dependent. You're owned by the government. That's it. Now, I have something very interesting here from a, a British gentleman who is a big advocate for people pushing back. I'm going to let you hear a few minutes of this. Um, this was sent to me uh, by one of my listeners, uh, and it's, it's rather sobering when you hear what this chap has to say. First of all, almost anything sounds better with a British accent. So let me just see if I can find it here. I'm having trouble finding it. Uh, I thought I had it already ready. I am sorry. I apologize. I will have to look for it. I think it's in an email. Um, I'll find it. Anyway, let's get back to Governor Gavin Newsom. Governor Newsom was called out last night on Tucker Carlson. If you have not seen that, I strenuously urge you to go to YouTube and look for that Tucker Carlson press conference. Go, I mean, uh, show. Governor Newsom supposedly went to a dinner that was attended by uh, 12 people. And it was a dinner for a lobbyist that he that contributes to him. It was a dinner for um, uh, this lobbyist's 50th birthday. And Newsom hosted it. It was his party. He invited everyone. Well, they tried to say that there was no... Uh, violations that took place. Uh, people thought that 12 people was a little much, considering that the governor wants to cancel Thanksgiving. And then they released statements saying, nothing to see here. This all took place outside. We followed the restaurant's rules and safety precautions. And then pictures began to emerge of this dinner. And when the pictures began to emerge, we see that this was not held outside. It was held inside. Everybody was jammed in like sardines, no masks on, no social distancing, breathing on each other. And attending that dinner was not only the hypocritic governor who wants you to not have your family come to your house for Thanksgiving, but he had the head of the state medical association who represents all the doctors in the state of California and a medical lobbyist. These are the people that are selling you on this nonsense about this COVID-19 virus. This is the biggest scam that I can possibly imagine. And if we allow ourselves to be waylaid by this nonsense, by this virus that makes certain people sick, but kills very, very, very few. I mean, we've got 254,000. I know that's a big number to some people, but I keep reminding you, 64,000 people die of the flu every year and nobody even knows about it or cares about it because your phone isn't blowing up every two minutes telling you about it. We've got 250,000 people dead from this virus. True. Not all of them died from the virus. Some of them died with the virus. They were already in compromised states of health. Many of them in 
end-of-life facilities like Calvary here in New York City where people dying of cancer go to be comfortable in their last days. And then they do a test on your remains and they find out you had COVID and they put down your death certificate you died from COVID. To say nothing of the fact of the nursing homes in five states, at minimum, that were mandated by the fools in the governor's mansion to take COVID-19 infected patients. I've mentioned this to you on this show before. 7,000 people died in New York State that didn't have to die because Governor Cuomo sent them to their deaths when he infected their nursing home residences with COVID-19 patients. None of those people had to die. And it's proof that it was the COVID-19 infected patients who brought this death to these elderly people in nursing homes and not the workers that Cuomo cowardly tried to accuse of doing so. We have statements from the, West, from the county executive of Rensselaer County in New York, who, under his supervision, uh, is a county-owned nursing home with 343 beds. They defied the governor's order of taking COVID-19 patients. They didn't make a big deal of it when they defied it. They quietly refused these patients because they know what a vindictive son of a bitch Governor Andrew Cuomo can be. They have 343 beds, 343 patients in residence. They suffered not one COVID-19 death. So, so much for the staff bringing it in and not the COVID-19 patients. Ladies and gentlemen, we are being had in such a big way, it's beneath contempt. And anyone who's a Democrat is contributing to this. This is part and parcel of what's going on here. If this is allowed to stand, we will all be finished. We have another lockdown Whatever few businesses are hanging on in the city of New York, and I live in Manhattan, I see the stores boarding up. Whatever few businesses, stalwarts, very, very staid and lauded institutions like Patsy's Restaurant, icons in this city, big businesses, big restaurants, whatever few are managing to hang on, they're not going to be able to hang on much longer if there's another, another shutdown in January. And that's exactly what you're going to get if you get a Joe Biden presidency. So this, this campaign that's being undertaken by Sidney Powell, by Rudy Giuliani at the president's behest, this is more than just to keep President Trump in office. This is to save the country because unless he remains in office, the leftists that are trying to destroy this country will finish the job that was started by the Clintons and furthered by the Obamas and would have been completed by Hillary Clinton had Donald Trump not come in to step in. That's why they hate him so much, and that's why they fear him so much, because they can't control Donald Trump. Donald Trump is accountable to the people and has an unbreakable bond with those people. And God willing, he's going to be there on January 20th, not as a witness to the swearing-in of the 46th president, but as the person who is resworn to another four years as America's 45th president. For National Preview Online, I'm Jamie Dury.